Rethink Retail, the evolution of retail in today's connected world. Welcome to the Rethink Retail Show, your source for the most recent trends and innovations in commerce. Join host Julia Raymond, Global Director of Research at Valtech, a global digital agency focused on strategy and transformation in retail, as she explores the most recent trends and innovations in commerce. This episode of Rethink Retail, sponsored by Valtech, where experiences are engineered. Hi, and welcome to the show. In this episode of Rethink Retail, I'm joined by my guest, Carrie Tharp. Carrie is the Vice President of Retail and Consumer at Google Cloud, where she is responsible for creating and executing Google Cloud's global product partner and go-to-market strategy in the retail industry. Most recently, Carrie was at the Neiman Marcus Group, where she served as Chief Digital and Marketing Officer and was responsible for all aspects of its e-commerce business across Neiman Marcus, Berdoff Goodman, Last Call, and Horshaw Brands. Carrie, welcome to the show. Hi, very excited to be here today and talk a little bit about what we have going on and what we see happening in retail and, and how people can think about evolving their customer experiences. Absolutely. And I'm so happy to have you on the show because I think you have a really unique background coming from global leadership positions at huge retailers like Neiman Marcus Group to now working for one of the big five tech giants. So what has that transition been like for you? Because that happened just last year. So how different is it? Yeah, it's actually very different. So being in retail, I very much love operating a retail P&L testing and learning, trying new things, and really seeing those results come to bear in your day-to-day P&L and seeing customers interact with your brands. And so switching over to Google Cloud was really driven by, you know, an ability to help drive transformation in retail at scale. So instead of the the day-to-day feedback from customers, it's really getting to work with some of the biggest and best global retailers help reshape their value chain and do that from a scale perspective of what is the Google roadmap to help them accelerate their transformation. So very different kind of feedback that you get, but at the center of retail and kind of how retailers are thinking about changing things in the context of you hear of the retail apocalypse and all the things Mm -hmm. that are going on. And so it's really, how do we change that? How do we create different store experiences and create better connections online to store and in a way that allows brands to continue to connect in meaningful ways with their customers? So I really enjoy working with a whole kind of wide range of retailers across multiple retail subsegments at Google and kind of using my retail leadership experience and then combining it with the magic of Google and Google innovation to do something different. Certainly. And I love how you called it magic because sometimes it seems like that, but we know it's not magic. I saw, And you said that the day-to-day feedback is something you really enjoyed when you worked in retail. And now you know, the results take longer. I saw you shared on your LinkedIn Etsy's announcement that it completed its migration to Google Cloud. And I was a bit shocked because I read the article on their blog and it said they moved 5.5 petabytes of data from 2000 servers to Google Cloud. And that is the equivalent, it said, of moving 22 times the data in the Library of Congress. That's huge. Yes. I mean, it's one of those things, retail is advancing so quickly and the amount of data is just multiplying day by day. And that's one of the big opportunities for all retailers is how do you take all that latent data sitting in many different places and do something with it that actually changes your experience with customers, helps you improve margin, et cetera. So Etsy is one of those stories that is very common to what we're doing with a lot of retailers and how to take those 
terabytes and petabytes of data and activate them in, in a different way than they've been able to in the past. And what would you say to a retailer who's, I'm sure Etsy's leadership was nervous about that undertaking. It's huge. It took, I think, two years, which is relatively quick for that kind of migration. But what would you say if you know a retailer is nervous about making a big move? I mean, can they wait any longer? Yeah, the way we think about our cloud solutions and from an industry-specific perspective is making sure that we're accelerating the transformation that any given retailer is trying to drive in their business while trying to mitigate any risks that they have. A lot of these things that we're migrating are core systems that affect whether or not the registers are running in a store or whether or not your site is being as responsive as it needs to be in the peak season. And we take that responsibility very seriously from a cloud perspective and enabling those migrations with kind of the power of what supports Google at large. So using our capabilities for that reliability and scalability that retail really needs throughout the year and through those peak seasons. So it's us partnering with those retailers with an understanding of the dynamics that they're dealing with and helping them manage that migration in a way that they come through it now able to drive that customer experience transformation. And that's actually really what I love about the Etsy story. It's what retailers should aspire to in the sense of they were able to reduce the resources that they had working on core infrastructure which I think of that as something that doesn't really provide a lot of value in itself to a retailer and their customer experience. And they were able to take 15% of their engineers that were working on core infrastructure and shift them over to things that the customer will actually see and feel in their experience. And so to me, that is the heart and power of what we're doing from a cloud perspective, making sure you're, you're mitigating any of those risks, but enabling kind of the rapid test and learn agenda that retail has today. Mm -hmm. And you said 15% of their engineers are now refocused on things that will impact the customer experience. Yes, yes. That's very impressive. That's a huge change. And it's great how technology is allowing this to happen even down to in-store, right, with associates being able to focus on the customer experience because technology is enabling better checkout processes, payment processes. So I wonder, though, when we're talking specifically about websites, a lot of people have different opinions on personalization, First of all, what is your take if someone just said, what do you think about personalization? Yeah, so personalization, you know, as a former CDO and CMO is a really important topic. It's something from a business perspective, it's allowing you to efficiently drive interaction and be relevant to your customer. And then from a customer perspective, the research we have at Google is two out of three customers expect personalization. Mm -hmm. And so they want to be offered relevant products and offers that, you know, maybe get them exposed to things they weren't thinking about in their shopping journey, maybe help them convert or understand a product better. And so there's a lot of opportunity for personalization to improve customer experience and provide a higher value. I think it's a really interesting topic at this time because there's personalization in the context of privacy. And so Mm -hmm. how do you really provide something that's valued to that customer. And so whatever information they may have given you, that there's some kind of value exchange that they feel good about the information provided, got them to better product, better service, things that were additive to that retail experience. And so for me, it's an area that is a hot topic 
very important to customer journeys of the future. And a lot of retail is just kind of figuring out exactly what does this all mean in the future, kind of a focus on on privacy and making sure we respect the customer and their information. Mm -hmm. So is that something you help retailers navigate is the balance between personalization and privacy? Absolutely. So we're very focused on, on, from a Google and Alphabet perspective, making sure that everything we do is in a privacy safe manner and that customer data is protected. And from an infrastructure standpoint in the cloud, we're focused on how do we make our infrastructure very secure such that there's not any problems with customer data being exposed. And then, you know, how is a a retailer merging their first party data that they have permission on to use and activate in these personalization use cases in a way, as I mentioned, that provides value. So we have solutions that we work on in that space. And then we also partner with a variety of partners that are driving innovation to help retail get to one-to-one personalization. And so personalization has been a topic for many years. People kind of starting with segment-based personalization, getting to one-to-many, one-to-few, and now one-to-one. And that's also where cloud very much comes into play of how do you truly get to one-to-one personalization where you're able to marry the right content with the right product and the right price and promotion information for a user in a way that it creates that positive experience and and helps them in their journey. That's great. And when you say one-to-one personalization, where do you think the industry sits? Are we 50%? there to true one-to-one personalization or if you had to estimate? Yeah, I mean, I think we're maybe 50% of the way there on the journey. There's a lot of partners that we have that might do personalization in an individual channel, perhaps in email or on site. And you might have bits of the journey that have gotten to -to one-to-one. I was working on one-to-one private promotions and offers when I was at Neiman's. But really, there's quite a work left to be done getting to personalization that has context for that customer's journey. Mm -hmm. So what are they doing yesterday with you? What are they thinking about today? You know, some products are short consideration cycles, others are long. But really kind of stitching that entire customer journey view together. I think most retailers have a decent amount of work left to do there. They may have stitched a couple of pieces together with the journey. But that's where we're spending a lot of time with our customers talking about how you can use some of our infrastructure, our BigQuery tool and Spanner, which are some things that allow you to work around kind of legacy retail infrastructure and really get to personalization that allows you to understand that customer as a person and how they might interact with an associate. So as an example, an associate understands, you know, a question you might have asked this morning and then you came back in with your husband and had some more questions about that washer and dryer and they can have a continuous conversation with you. And so that to me is that next frontier in personalization of making it more human and conversation and journey based. And it's that balance, right, of not not revealing maybe all that you know about the customer to avoid coming off as creepy, but enough that it helps them and lets them know that, you know, the retailer has a relationship with them, a one-to-one relationship. Yes. And I think, you know, that's how we talked about it when I was at Fossil of like, don't have the creep factor. (laughs) Right. Sure that, you know, they feel like it's something that was helpful and you feel like you're building a relationship with the brand because really today, you know, what we see is brand loyalty is declining with only 60% of customers really reporting that they loyally go back to an individual brand. And so Mm. that relationship 
dimension becomes really important of how do you make them feel like you know them enough to make them consider you more often than not versus a competitor. And so to me, that's kind of where the magic starts happening of, you know, it feels kind of like that old school traditional retail where you went into a retailer and you knew the people that work there and they knew the types of products you were interested in and what price points you might be interested in. And the whole process just felt more like a engagement, kind of a relationship, kind of check in, how are you doing versus a transaction. So everything that makes retail feel less transactional and more kind of human interaction based, I think is a positive step. I agree. And you mentioned the challenge that retailers face with brand loyalty declining. It's not how it was even 10 years ago, I would say. What do you personally attribute that to? I know a lot of people have different opinions on this. Maybe it's a generational thing. Maybe it's just a shift in consumer behavior because of the economy. What would you say is the main reason? You know, people point to a lot of different factors. Generational is is one that you mentioned as well. But, you know, really, as somebody that kind of took part in retail, kind of mostly post the internet happening, what I would say is digital really brought about access, access to information, access to product. It made product more ubiquitous. And so in the past, if you think about a mall experience, you might have walked into a Macy's or a certain branded store and you might have found something you were interested in. And if you didn't want to purchase that item right there, you were faced with walking the mall and looking for a similar item and trying to see what the pricing was. And perhaps in some purchases, you would do that. But there wasn't a lot of instant gratification to that. And the reality is today, you can do that while standing in the store with your mobile phone using tools like Google search, affiliates that offer pricing and promotion information, et cetera. And so the customer is just much more empowered. And if you're not providing some value kind of above and beyond the product itself and the price that it's offered at, then there's really not any specific reason for a customer to interact with you versus a competitor. And that's why I kind of tie it back to the personalization part of the conversation we were just having of how do you create a relationship? Is your value proposition about high-end service? Is it about how you help set up a product in the person's home? Is it that your associates have a superior level of knowledge on a complex product that perhaps is hard to discern from an e-commerce perspective of just reading product descriptions? So really, what is that angle that you're going to have as a retailer that provides that value proposition around just kind of the base having product available, which is where retail was, you know, several decades ago, it was about what did you have in your assortment and did that resonate with the customer? And now it just has to be so much more than that. And you use the example of, you know, someone going to the mall and looking for a specific item. And if they didn't find it walking the mall, do you think a lot of times I think department stores were the first places people would go for a specific item because they had a large assortment, like you mentioned, What do you think about the future of department stores? Because I think the lines are blurring a little bit between what it means to be a retailer versus a brand in the conversation of, you know, having these relationships with consumers. Yeah. So I actually, you know, have a belief and and maybe it is shaded by my past department store experience (laughs) and kind of a passion for that space. So a, a shout out to my Neiman Marcus friends. I still think the department store has a place. You know, one thing that I've understood throughout my career and working directly in a brand and also working in a wholesale environment is that there are very different customer journeys. 
that somebody wants to go on. And even for the same customer, that does not look the same from each shopping journey and each product category they're operating in. And so department stores still have this really nice value proposition of having multi-brand, multi-category shopping experiences where you can actually go in there and efficiently shop many different categories and different brands, perhaps when you're not all the way down the funnel in your journey and you don't know exactly what you want or what brand you want or really even what price point you're open to. And so I think department stores have a lot of work to do as far as what that in-store experience actually feels like, how they help customers engage with brands and really understand different brand dynamics of the offering they have? How do you bring a brand to life in the context of a multi-brand environment? And so lots of work to do there. But really, in my experience, what I'm seeing is for lots of segments of customers, that experience was still very compelling. They like potentially having loyalty programs across that store and kind of aggregating their purchases across categories and brands in a way that you can't in a single brand experience. And even if you think about how people think about their own fashion of really kind of having a variety in the assortment. So always saying that there's opportunity there, but I think it still represents a journey that remains relevant. And just how do you reshape that actual store experience to feel a little bit more modern and brand oriented going forward? Sure. And like you said, there are lots of segments of shoppers who still appreciate having, you said, multi-brand, multi-category products in department stores. I think about a department store, the assortment is so large traditionally. Is it possible for websites, a lot of people have talked about this, to truly be personalized right when you go to the homepage? Absolutely. So this is something that I was working on in my past experience and something that we're working with a lot of our customers from a Google Cloud perspective. So really setting up their customer data platforms and their e-commerce architecture to be ready for one-to-one personalization. That homepage should not be generic. It should have an understanding of you as a customer, what categories you might be interested in, what price points are relevant to you. And really that front door to the digital experience with that brand should start with a point of view. And, you know, that includes basic things like curation that's relevant to you, offers that are relevant to you, you know, guided discovery that is relevant to whatever product category you're looking at. And so that is something that, you know, there's a lot of pieces and parts that have to come together to make that happen. Uh, But that's a journey that a lot of the retail partners we're working with are very focused on in how do you do that? How do you create guided discovery online? So, you know, today, if you go to a retailer's website, there's a search box and there's navigation. And the navigation may represent kind of a department-based structure of a department store, or if you're in a mono brand, you know, kind of categories of dresses versus shirts and things like that. It's very Mm -hmm. structured. And if you think about, you know, a customer journey, it's often not structured. You might, you know, pick up a pair of pants at J. Crew when you're, you know, walking by and, and really came in for a sweater. And how do you create more of that kind of experience online that allows for discovery, that allows for these bigger basket sizes that are more consistent with an in-store experience and really enable a customer to have a more branded and store-like experience? That's where, as an example, we we have things we're working on from a retail search perspective of how do you start with improving results people get from the search box, but mm-hmm. really that, that opens up how you change discovery online and kind of a suite of discovery tools that 
allow for these, I keep calling them guided discovery paths of, you know, if you're kind of mid funnel or upper funnel and you don't really know what you're looking for, you might've seen some inspiration on Instagram. You might've been watching a video on YouTube and you're kind of looking for something, but you're not quite decided. How does retail better facilitate those kind of journeys? Because today, if you think about your own online experience, clicking through 20 pages um, (laughs) or whatever you might be looking at isn't really efficient. And you can sometimes put a lot of work in and and do some filtering and and different things to try to make it better. But the reality is retail has a a big assortments today. Um, And, you know, sometimes when you're within mono brand, you're getting that more curated view, but frankly, a lot of retail has a pretty robust assortment. And so how do you help customers make their way through that in a way that feels good, drives them to buy more items and have interest in things that they potentially weren't thinking about when they landed on your site? Absolutely. And search is a huge one. You guys are obviously the king of search. And was this thing recently added? Because I I thought I ran across an article and it said um, search, AI, and hosting were some new services that you guys added to Google Cloud. Yeah. So as we focus on industry-specific solutions, we have started communicating what we have in development. So it's a little kind of early on from a Google perspective to expose publicly what we have in works. But with AI and machine learning-based product, we often co-develop these capabilities with some of our biggest partners. Mm-hmm. And so we started sharing some of the things that we have coming that we think are relevant to retail. So first is the area of helping drive digital and omnichannel growth. And so here are some of the things you mentioned around our e-commerce hosting and site reliability engineering programs. This falls in that bucket of helping make digital retailing worry-free. So if you talk to any retail executive, peak readiness is a big part of their annual processes and causes a lot of stress of, do we have enough capacity for peak season? Are promotions potentially going to crash our site? You know, there's just a lot of prep that goes into it. And Google, when we're hosting that for a retailer, takes on kind of all of that burden and has engineers kind of sitting shoulder to shoulder with a retailer's engineers to make sure that they have the scalability and reliability they need through that peak season. So that's a new program we've started recently and really pulled in some of our biggest retail partners to say, we understand the stress and complexity of omnichannel retailing, and we want to make sure you are enabled and confident that we're going to run that for you. Search is also another capability in that space that how do you reshape that online discovery journey? How do you make sure you're getting the right product and information to customers? The second big bucket of solutions that we have is helping retail be data-driven customer-centric retailers. And so this is really us you know, this is a journey that all of retail is on and how do we use our capabilities to enable that and speed people down that path? This is the concept of all this latent data. How do I turn data into insights and insights into something I can activate in the customer's journey? So here we have things like our recommendations engines that you can kind of use the power of of our capabilities to understand who your customer is in a permissioned way, get them the most relevant product offerings. That's something we help Ulta with from their app perspective. They have a very loyal customer, but there's still always opportunity to make sure you're getting the best recommendations to that customer. And then the third bucket is operational improvement. So in retail, you'd be remiss to not talk about improving operations inside the retail organization to free up 
capital and expense and resources to go work on some of the more experience-based things. And so here we have a bunch of solutions that are focused on how do you improve store-based operations, labor scheduling in the stores, for example, Macy's, we worked with on creating a new warehouse management setup for them to run their backstage stores, which is kind of a store within a store concept. And that's just a perfect example where if they tried to do that kind of with their legacy ERP systems, it would have taken them much longer to do. But in a cloud native approach, they were able to stand up a warehouse management system and kind of launch those backstage stores and support them appropriately within their stores. So really us looking across all the core elements of what a retail executive would be thinking about and making sure we have offerings in all those different areas. Mm -hmm. And it is so complex. So it makes a lot of sense that your role focuses on the retail industry and the retail clients that Google Cloud has. Do you think the future is the cloud? Will we? Will everyone be on the cloud within 10 years or sooner than that? What's your take? I do think that the future is very cloud-based. So, you know, having worked with cloud technology prior to coming to Google and then since being here, really understanding the full capabilities that are out there, it really just allows you to operate your business in a different way and not kind of focus from a retail perspective, not kind of draining resource or focus on infrastructure-based things that aren't enabling or empowering that customer experience. And so when you really look at how, if strategy is based on how you allocate and prioritize resources, I think cloud is a great way to help accelerate the transformation in retail. We see a lot of people at different points in the journey. They may be partially on the cloud. They may have completely migrated and now they're doing rapid test and learn. I think as we see the competitive space evolve, you'll really see the winners be the people who are able to do rapid tests and learn, change customer experience, funnel money back into changing their store experiences. Mm -hmm. And so it becomes kind of a race for all of retail to make sure they're on a roadmap for themselves that allows them to do that. And I think cloud is kind of the, the foundation on which you can do that in retail. Certainly. And I like your perspective that we will see the winners and they will be the ones who can test and learn quickly using the cloud foundation that they have enabled. And from your perspective, because you have a, a unique background with retail and then also the technology side, are there any innovations that you're most excited about or that you're really keeping your eye on when it comes to retail technology? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of different areas that that I'm thinking about quite a bit. First is a little bit of what we talked about earlier, the evolution of personalization and privacy. So what are CDPs, which is kind of a buzzword of today, doing and how does that work in the architecture and what use cases does that enable? And so watching, you know, a lot of different CDP players in this space, but also then there's players like TrueFit, which is mm-hmm. an example of, you know, they have this fashion genome product and it's considered to be the largest connected data set where they have permissioned users. And then they also use privacy safe kind of aggregated information to drive a customer experience and have a better you know, fit and styling experience on, you know, thousands of retailers' websites. And so it's really interesting to see different companies pop up in that space and kind of try to figure out this intersection of personalization and privacy. So that's a big one for me. Second is really how people are going to start activating 
use cases in real time. So there's a lot of talk about dynamic pricing and personalization and marketing ROI and how do you drive different interactions with the customer. And so for us, as an example, one of the big items in the space is our recent acquisition of Looker. And so Looker, you know, provides advanced capabilities and data visualization. But then we're also working on then connections back to activation. So data in itself and insight in itself doesn't really help you. And retail is pretty complex from a functional standpoint. You have a lot of different cooks in the kitchen from the merchants, the marketers, channel leadership, people who are running the stores, and how do you get information in a way that then can be activated on in a more automated way that is consistent with what the brand is trying to drive and meet their revenue and margin objectives. And so there, you know, we have Looker and kind of brought that in-house and we think it's going to be a very powerful tool for helping drive retail in this space. But also there's a lot of other partners we're also watching very closely of how they create connections across a very complex retail tech stack to enable this activation of insights. And then last, we haven't really talked much today about smart stores. This to me is a very interesting area. There's a lot of conversation about kind of the Amazon Go store, store of the future, fully autonomous stores. And what I would say is not all of retail is interested in a fully autonomous store. A lot of retail and especially brands think of their store experience as their connection to the customer. And they very much do want a connection. So there's grocers and and convenience stores and things that, you know, autonomous store can be a very relevant topic for. But then there's a lot of rest of retail that it is about more smart stores. How do you start bringing technology into the store that can help with operations, that can potentially improve the customer experience, free up the associates to spend more time with the customer rather than doing operational elements. And so here, there's a lot of different partners that work in this space and kind of instrumenting stores, getting AI and ML into the store. And I think it's really early on in kind of the maturity continuum as to how a retailer can drive value. A lot of it's kind of in testing and experimentation phase, but that's a space where I'm watching if I think there's going to be rapid development and acceleration and it will change kind of the face of retail stores in the future. Mm-hmm. So you said three things, I think um, CDP players, keeping an eye on them, activating insights in real time, and then smart stores. And I love your perspective that not every brand or retailer will want a smart store or a fully automated store, because I think we we hear a lot about that. I know Amazon Go just opened a full grocery store with their technology. But if you look up, I mean, the cameras are outrageous. They are everywhere. So I do wonder if that's the future of all stores. But Carrie, thank you for joining today. I loved hearing all of your insights. Great. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Great to have you. You've been listening to Rethink Retail. For all the latest news on commerce and trends, join the discussion, rethink.industries.com.